Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Sunflower Days Co. podcast. This is Nicole speaking. Today is Monday. I always record my podcast on a day where you guys probably won't exactly hear them the same day. Um, today has just been a rocky start to the day. And I figured I haven't been able to record anything and I have some free time this morning to get a little bit done. I, um, as y'all heard, I worked on a collaboration with one of my friends, William Sosa, and you can follow him on Twitch. I think it's the Will of Gaming on Twitch. You can follow him on Instagram, where I am, the Will of Life. Uh, He's also on Facebook as well. He does live streams on Twitch where he plays games and he usually plays the games that have like just come out, which is really cool. So that way you can get a feel for them and go from there. But we did a collaboration together. We talked a lot about mental health. It was a pretty long episode, longer than my normal episodes, which tend to be anywhere from five minutes to about 15 minutes on here. It's a lot easier to have a conversation with somebody else and make that go on longer and have a really good conversation and to be able to have the audience interaction is really nice too. I really enjoy that. So one thing I've been working on is throwing around this idea of doing a podcast via Instagram where it's like a talk show. I record live on Instagram and at the same time I can record on the Anchor app so that way I can share it to those who listen to podcasts on here. That is one thing that I am really working on, really trying to figure out. I have a few people in mind and I will start making the list of who I would like to do that with or do a podcast with. If you are on Anchor and you want to do a collab and come on and speak, I am fully open to having you on because there is a way you can do where you add somebody to the podcast and you both have that conversation and you can do it that way. There are so many different ways you can do podcasts. The way William and I have done our podcast is we get on a Zoom call. Make sure everything is working before we go live anywhere else. And we discuss, you know, a few things here and there on, you know, how are you doing, you know, where are you at today, you know, we get each other hyped up, ready to go, play a song, and just get in the right headspace, get our coffee made, and just go from there. And every Wednesday, we're supposed to hop on and do a podcast at, I think we said, 8, 8.30 his time, 9, 9.30 my time. And that way we are consistent, you know, we have a certain time when we're going to do it, 
and he doesn't have to worry about editing because we've had a lot of issues with the Zoom calls not picking up the audio correctly when he goes through to edit it. It's missing the audio part for his end and it gets frustrating. So with all that said, you know, we have our Radiant Reflections podcast, which is my, I, I created that, it's a season one, well it's going to be season 4.1, but I think I changed it to where it should say season one because it is a completely new series on here. Now... I have all of the podcasts that you guys are going to hear this month are scheduled out. On top of everything I'm doing, I'm doing a monthly awareness. Monthly awareness um, podcast. Where I talk about being, you know, aware of the things that are going on this month and talking about some cool things that are going on with that. So, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, Down Syndrome Awareness Month, uh, Baby Loss and Infertility Awareness Month, Suicide Awareness Month, and SIDS or Sudden Infant Death Syndrome Awareness Month. A lot of these are very heavy topics to talk about, so that's why I wanted to do those in one podcast. I have many family members who have gone through treatments either for cancer or have passed away due to cancer, and that's, you know, breast cancer is one of those cancers that you definitely need to get tested for. You need to do like a, a weekly, monthly check of yourself, male or female, whatever your your gender identity is. It is still always good to check your body for abnormalities to get that early detection. Uh, Down Syndrome Awareness Month. This is a really cool like highlighted month where, you know, they highlight, you know, Down syndrome, you know, talk about Down syndrome with your family, you have young children who haven't been exposed to it, talk to them about it, make them aware, you know, some, some kids may look a little different, but they have all the same things, you know, on, on the inside and just teach them kindness is the most important. And this month is really about teaching kindness with all the heavy topics that we have going on. Um, because from the 9th to the 14th is a week where we bring awareness about baby loss and infertility. And I myself was told, let's see, it was like eight years ago that the surgery that I had might make it harder for me to have children. So I dealt with the fear of infertility and never thought I would ever be a mom, but it happened. So... It will happen when you least expect it. Both baby loss and the fertility or infertility. And 
I do struggle these days with the infertility, you know, side of everything because several months back, you know, I didn't know what was going on with my body. I didn't know, actually really, it was a couple of years ago that I got diagnosed with the endometriosis and it literally, any kind of diagnosis like that, you, you instantly know, you think something's wrong with you. And that the infertility in the back of your head thing really is a struggle for me. And it's it's so heavily there that, like, there's no trying involved anymore with wanting any more kids. It's just, I know that I basically deal with it. I compartmentalize it and just do what I have to do on a daily basis just to get through certain things. I will walk through... Um, the children's department sometimes and like the little girl clothes are so cute and like miss my my son being you know in like the the baby sizes you know now he's he's in like actual kid boys kid sizes and it's really hard to grasp sometimes that he is that old and he is probably going to be a single child or only child for his entire life unless we adopt which would be awesome if we if you know we could both get on board and be ready for something like that so I have friends who have lost babies and I I go through my emotions kind of like with them because I don't talk about what I struggle with and everybody who like you know who loses a baby I I really just these are people that are like my friends and I am just so empathy kinetic connected to and it's like when it's happening to them like, when they tell me, you know, I had a miscarriage, I lost the baby, it's like, that whole day, like, I had, like, the most gut-wrenching feelings, I felt so sick, you know, it's really strange, I can't explain what exactly that is, but I can't say that I feel what they feel, but sometimes my, my empathy and my feelings for what other people are going through are so strong that it brings on my depression and I don't, I don't understand how, when like, I'm not the one going through losing a baby, they're the ones going through it, yet I'm still feeling this, so it's really hard to express that to others that don't understand, and it's hard to explain it to somebody who they lost a baby, and it's like, you didn't go through that. You have no say in what I went through. But at the same time, it's like the feelings were so strong. And I don't wish that on anybody to lose a child. Nobody deserves that. Especially because not only do you have to worry about when you get pregnant about whether or not you're going to lose that baby, 
But if you actually had that baby, you have to worry about other things like sudden infant death syndrome and other things. And when you have a baby, you're so worried about them suffocating and, you know, going through SIDS and losing a child that way. So it's very important that we bring awareness, that we make sure that babies are sleeping in the right type of bed, that they don't sleep with, you know, blankets. If they can move around and stuff like that, they don't sleep with blankets. Um, you can put them in a sleep sack or long pajamas. Um, you don't want them to have a blanket unsupervised nowadays. They're really against that and so on and so forth. Um, and no stuffed animals, nothing that can block their airways for sure. This last topic is so heavy for me because I personally have lost countless people to this and I have several peers that still go through the idea of this and we're going to talk about suicide awareness. This is more of my main focus is suicide awareness because it is so close to home for me and I, I can talk about the other topics all I want because I have people who have gone through, you know, losing a baby to SIDS or having baby loss, you know, pregnancy loss. I've worked with kids who have Down syndrome. And I've known a few people who have had breast cancer. And I, I've, you know, been there for people who have gone through all those things. But the one person you can't be there for is a person who commits suicide. You can only be there for the person who talks to you about wanting to commit suicide. And I think that is the most scary thing to think about is losing someone you truly care about. Suicide awareness is about identifying the little habits that might be just slightly different. And um, it's so easy to tell somebody, you know, oh yeah, I have those thoughts, but I would never act on it. But you can't say that because you never know what's going to happen. Two years after I graduated high school, I both times that I lost friends to suicide was I found out on Facebook. And it really surprised me how when you see somebody in everyday light, you're like, oh, they are such a bubbly, happy person. You know, they must be very confident in themselves. Once that person commits suicide or they die, you go back and you look through photos and you can see the emotional anguish you can see in their face. And it's almost instant for me when I go back through and look at pictures of certain people. So after, after, you know, two years of being out of high school, you know, graduating and everything and having a friend commit suicide and he, 
found it over Facebook, I was like, whoa, this is something like I never thought I would have to worry about dealing with. And the more and more I think about it, I realize that my, my friends that I had in high school who were, you know, they were, had childhood trauma, we'll say that, that would, you know, cut themselves or self-harm, you know, they were crying out for help because they were on that path to, you know, suicidal tendencies. And that that was a form of suicide, especially, you know, nowadays when we, we watch series, series is like 13 Reasons Why, especially season one, you know, you see that that is actually really a form of suicide, of really wanting to just kill yourself. And I felt so bad looking back at those types of situations. And the friends that I had that went through that, and I just... I wish I would have done more. I wish I would have been more aware of that kind of thing, like, in high school, because I was going through the um, depression, anxiety emotions as well. Never felt like I was good enough. Felt like I walked around in everybody's shadow. And got to points where, like, I just didn't want to be there anymore. And I remember that, you know, I lost a ton of weight because I went through a really bad depression state where, like, you know, I just, I would go and I would work out. I was so addicted to working out and keeping busy so I wouldn't think about things going on at home and I didn't feel like I could talk to anybody. I, I never, I've never felt like I could talk to anybody about those types of things, you know, until more recent when it becomes more, you know, people become more aware of these things, you know, and that's great. So... Now we're going to talk about three years ago, I lost my best friend to suicide. It was out of the blue. It was like night and day. She had started to sell certain things to, that she was going to get rid of. And there were certain things that she would say to me now that now that I look back on them, you know, those were kind of red flags, like, you know, and I could be reading too much into it, but she said to me, you know, before I die, I want to travel outside of the United States. She said that would make me happy, you know, and she did that, you know, she went to Guam and she came back and she had like the best time and she... She had been going through some personal stuff and she had found somebody else who made her like so happy it seemed and you know I had just seen her like three days before it happened and it was the most unexpected thing ever. It was the most traumatizing week of my life. I could not be there for my family. I could not be there for myself. I could not stop myself from searching 
her name several times and refreshing it to see if maybe something would pop up to just because she went missing and I just wanted an answer and I just knew in my heart something wasn't right this was not the person that I became friends with this was not this was somebody who went completely down a dark and dangerous rabbit hole you know my best friend couldn't even come to me and tell me what was going on I had not been emotionally available to her and felt so bad and felt like I let that happen to her that is the hardest part is the months after the months after having to watch them lower my best friend into the ground watching her family go through that her daughter being there was one of the hardest things I think I've ever had to go through and I'm going to tell you guys um, there's no shame in going to counseling there's zero shame it it took me several months several months of my family trying to convince me afterwards you need to go to counseling you need help because I started to get to that dark place again that I hadn't been in since high school and may I remind you at that time I was a mom to a two-year-old and I had gone through the depression during pregnancy way more than after like I I was so far into the depression being pregnant that it was scary so I already had depression and anxiety issues while being pregnant and then two years later going through what I went through losing my best friend to suicide that kicked me so hard into that depression it's like I don't know if I was grieving losing her or if I was grieving all the positive things we were supposed to do together and do with our kids and just it was something I always wanted was that best friend who was also a mom that if I needed her I could just reach out and talk to her and she would she would be there you know and when life happened for her it, it started you know we just drifted apart a little bit and it really was hard 
it's always that thought of like, could I have done more? And yeah, you can always do more, but it might not work. It might not be the quick fix to solving someone's problems. There is no quick fix for mental health. You have to do the work. You have to be willing to change. You have to be willing to say, I have a toxic trait. I have things I need to change. I am willing to go to counseling. I'm willing to work on these things. Work on abandonment issues, work on suicidal, you know, tendencies and thoughts that you have going on. Work on grieving because grieving is a part of your mental health. And I will tell you that it has taken me three years to get into the headspace of it does get easier. It year as years go by you know you find more positive mindset of ways to think and it gets easier on me when it comes to my depression the further away I get from my anniversary of things happening now when the anniversary rolls around that's when I start having the harder time or someone's birthday that passed away or holidays you know there's certain times a year where certain things will trigger a little bit of depression but I know that I will come back from that and that I think is the most important thing you can take away from counseling is that it does get better in the moment that you're in you feel like your world is crashing and burning beneath you but the more you work, the more you focus on yourself and your mental health, the better you're going to get. Don't spread yourself too thin. I do that as well. And it's really taken a toll on me the last few years. But I have to get off of here. I appreciate anybody for listening in. This is your monthly awareness post for Sunflower Days & Co. I am your host, Nicole. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I am so excited for the things that are to come. I'm very hopeful that my podcast with William will continue. And... I will be keeping you guys update on any new changes. Also, please do not be afraid to reach out and ask for help if you need it. People with anxiety and depression tend to feel like a burden to other people. I know I do a lot of the times. And so we do not reach out for the help that we need. But don't let it become a habit. If you need somebody reach out. You have to find the right person that you can reach out to for that help though. Thank you all so, so much for tuning in and listening today. I will talk to you all in the next podcast.